part one section one b of a vital question or what is to be done by nikolai chernyshevsky translated by nathan haskell dole eighteen fifty two to nineteen thirty five and others this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by expatriate in bangor maine part one the life of viera pavlovna in her parents family section one b they went to the opera after the first act the koziaika's son came into their box with two of his friends one was a civilian thin and rather elegant the other was an army man fat and freer from affectation they took seats and sat down and they whispered among themselves for a time the koziaika's son and the civilian said a good deal the officer said less marya alexievna tried to listen and though she distinguished almost every word she understood very little because they spoke in french she caught some half a dozen words in their conversation belle charmant amour bonheur but what good was it to know so few words belle charmant marya alexeyevna knew long ago that her gypsy was belle and charmant amour marya alexeyevna could see that he was over head and ears in love and when there is amour of course there must be bonheur what good did these words do the main question is will he offer himself before long Vyorochka, you ungrateful thing whispers marya alexeyevna to her daughter why do you turn your head away from them do you feel offended because they came in they do you honour you fool what is the french for wedding mariage eh Vyorochka? and what is bridegroom and bride what is to get married Vierotchka told her no i did not hear any such words viera are you sure that you told me right you be careful no no you will never hear any such words from them let us go home i cannot remain here any longer what's that you say you nasty thing marya alexeyevna's eyes grew bloodshot let us go home do with me as you please afterwards but i will not stay here i will tell you why when we go mamenka this word was said loud enough for all to hear i have a very bad headache i cannot remain here i beg of you vierotchka stood up the young men were confused it will pass away vierotchka said marya alexeyevna sternly but decorously just take a walk through the corridor with mikhail ivanovitch and your headache will go off no it will not go off i feel very bad quick mamenka the gentlemen opened the door each wanted to offer vierotchka his arm but the detestable young girl refused they handed the ladies the cloaks they escorted them down to the carriage marya alexeyevna looked haughtily at the waiters look you serfs what cavaliers these are and this one here is going to be my son-in-law i myself will have such serfs and you put on airs put on airs if you dare you nasty thing you i will put them on for you but wait wait the son-in-law is saying something to her ugly but proud little girl while he is putting her into the carriage sante that must mean health savoir that's i know visite the same as in russian permettez i beg your pardon marya alexeyevna's anger was not less diminished by these words but she had to take them into consideration the carriage drove away what did he say to you when he put you in he said that he would call to-morrow morning to learn about my health ain't you lying do you mean to-morrow vierotchka was silent you are a lucky girl 
marya alexievna could not resist pulling her daughter's hair only once and not violently nu i will not lay my finger on you if you will only behave to-morrow sleep to-night you fool don't you dare to weep look out if i see to-morrow morning that you are pale or that your eyes are red with crying i have let things go so far i shall not stand it any longer i shall not take pity on your pretty little face if you lose this chance i will teach you how to act i ceased to weep long long ago you know it that is all right but try to be a little more sociable with him yes i will speak with him to-morrow that's all right it's time you came to your senses fear god and have pity on your mother you shameless thing ten minutes passed vierotchka don't be angry with me i scold you because i love you i want to be good to you you have no idea how dear children are to their mothers i brought you forth with pain vierotchka be grateful be obedient you yourself will see that it is for your own good behave as i tell you to-morrow he will offer himself mamenka you are mistaken he has no thought of offering himself mamenka if you had heard what they said i know if they were not talking about a wedding then it was about something else da let them try it they'll find they've got the wrong ones to deal with we'll bend him into a ram's horn i'll bring him into church in a bag i'll drag him around the chancel by the whiskers and he will be glad of it nu but i have said enough a young girl should not know about these things it's the mother's business but a young girl must be obedient she don't know anything yet now will you speak with him as i tell you yes i will speak with him and you pavel konstantinovitch what are you sitting up for like a stump tell her yourself that you as her father command her to obey her mother and that her mother will certainly teach her no evil marya alexievna you are a clever woman but this is rather a dangerous step if you don't look out you will carry things too far fool that's nice kind of talk and in vierotchka's presence too i am sorry that i let you speak the proverb tells the truth don't touch filth if you don't want to smell perfect nonsense don't argue but answer must a daughter obey her mother or not of course she must what's the use of speaking marya alexeyevna nu give her your orders then since you are her father vierotchka obey your mother in everything your mother is a clever woman a woman of experience she will tell you nothing bad i command you as your father the carriage stopped at the gate that's enough mamenka i told you that i would speak with him i am very tired i must rest go to bed get some sleep i shall not disturb you you must be fresh for to-morrow sleep well in fact all the time that they were climbing the stairs marya alexeyevna held her peace and it was a great effort for her and what an effort it was for her to be pleasant when vierotchka went directly to her room saying that she did not care for tea and what an effort it was for her to say in a pleasant voice vierotchka come to me the daughter obeyed i want to give you my blessing before you go to sleep vierotchka bend your little head the daughter bent her head may god bless you vierotchka as i bless you she repeated the blessing thrice and gave her her hand to kiss no mamenka i told you long ago that i would not kiss your hand and now let me go i tell you the truth i feel very bad ah how angry grew marya alexeyevna's eyes once again but she controlled herself and said gently go on go to bed it took vierotchka a long time to undress because she was lost in thought first she took off her bracelet and sat long with it in her hand 
then she removed her earrings and forgot herself again at last she remembered that she was very tired she could not even stand before the looking-glass but threw herself into the chair in utter weariness she sat there some time before it came over her that she must undress as quickly as possible but she had hardly taken off her dress and laid down before marya alexievna came into the room with a waiter whereon stood her father's great cup and a pile of toasted bread take some virotchka here take some for health's sake i myself have brought it to you you see your mother looks out for you i was sitting and thinking how is it that virotchka went to bed without tea while i was drinking i was full of thought and here i have brought it take it my dear daughter her mother's voice sounded strange to virotchka but in reality it was soft and kind it had never been so before she looked at her mother with amazement marya alexievna's cheeks were fiery red and her eyes were unsteady take it i'll sit down and look at you when you have finished this cup i will bring you another the tea which was half filled with delicious thick cream awakened virotchka's appetite she lifted herself on her elbow and began to drink how delicious tea is when it is fresh and strong and when it has lots of sugar and cream perfectly delicious it is not like tea that has been drawn once and is made with one little mean bit of sugar and tastes like medicine when i have money of my own i shall always drink such tea as this is thank you mamenka don't go to sleep yet i will bring you another one she came back with a second cup of the same excellent tea drink it and i will stay with you she said nothing for a moment and then suddenly she began to speak in a strange way sometimes so fast that her words could not be understood and the next minute drawling now virotchka you have thanked me it's a long time since i have had any thanks from you you think that i am cross yes i am cross but it is impossible not to be cross but i am weak virotchka after three punches of course i feel weak and think how old i am da and you have shaken my nerves virotchka you pain me greatly and so i felt weak and my life is a hard one virotchka i don't want you to live such a life be a rich woman think of the suffering that i have gone through virotchka and just think of it you cannot remember how me and your father used to live before he was manager poor and oh how poor and then i was honest virotchka now i am not honest no i shall not take a sin on my soul i will not tell you a lie i will not say that i am honest now but what's the use that time is all past virotchka you are educated and i am not educated but i know everything that is wrote in your books there it is wrote that one ought not to treat anybody as i was treated you they say are dishonest now here's your father for example he's your father but he was not nadinka's father yet he dared then to pick my eyes to reproach me nu no, then the ill temper got the best of me and i say that judged by your standard i ain't a good woman but then i be as i be nadinka was born nu no, what of that supposing she was born who taught me to do such things how did your father get his place my sin was much less than his and they took her away from me and they put her into the foundling house and it was impossible to find out what became of her and so i never saw her and i don't know whether she is among the living or not faith how could she be alive nu no, at the present time i should not have cared so much but then it wa'n't so easy and my temper got the best of me nu no, and so i became cross and since then everything has gone all right 
who got the situation for your father fool that he is i got it for him and who got him promoted to be a manager i did and so we began to live comfortably and why because i lost my temper and my good name this i know it's written in your books virotchka and it's only the wicked and ill-tempered who get along in this world and that is gospel truth virotchka now your father has lots of money virotchka and it was through me that he got it and i too have money and probably more than he has all through my exertions i shall have bread enough for my last years and your father fool that he is has begun to respect me and he has to toe the line i scold him well but before he used to treat me mean and why was it i didn't deserve it then it must have been because i wasn't ill-tempered and it's written in your books Vierotchka, that such a life is bad and don't you suppose i know it yes and it is written in your books too that to live otherwise one must reform things but according to the present way of the world one can't live as the books say but why don't they reform the world eh Vierotchka, you think that i don't know what kind of rules are in your books i know they are fine but we shan't live to see him you and me folks is too stupid how can you make reforms with such folks let's live in the old way you too had better live in the old way what are the old rules in your books it is written the old rule bids you to rob and cheat it is true virotchka well then since there is no new order live in the old way steal and cheat i give you my advice because i love you Maria Alexeyevna was snoring. She was fast asleep. End of part one, section one. Recording by expatriate in Bangor, Maine.